Hello, everybody. My name is Ron Megaron, and this is Just a Little Guy, a podcast in which I collaborate with some of my favorite folks from around the world to whip up a brand new batch of beasties for all your creative needs. Our guest this week is a former English professor and current video essayist on YouTube. When she isn't impressing her friends with her extensive collection of books and poetry, you can find her watching birds, spoiling her pets, and discussing the Warrior Cats books with her friends on the Only Warrior Cats podcast. She plays the artificer Tim Tam Butterball on the monthly D&D show, What's Left of Us. Please welcome to the show, Zoe B. Hey, Zoe. Hi, happy to be here. Happy to have you. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. I am excited to to make some monsters today i am also excited to make some (laughs) monsters so i really quick just before we get started like you obviously play D &D and like other tabletop games and whatnot and i know that you play as a player but do you ever play as a as a dm i have before i've only run a couple of one shots uh but i love dming i just don't have a ton of experience with it but a couple times i've done it a couple times i got you I got you. When you uh, when you set up like your games and stuff like that, do you um, do you plan the encounters first, or do you like just pick what monster you want to use before you kind of go down that route? That's a good question. I've done a I've done a little bit of both actually. Like there was this one one shot that I ran for my friends when I was in grad school because none of them had ever played D anD D before, and so I wanted to share it with them, and. Mm-hmm. They were in this like lumber town that I created. You know, like the whole bloodline of the of the city is just this like lumber industry. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I think this is like the perfect location. I've always wanted to use uh, what's called uh, oh shoot, what are they called? They're like these little like blight creatures that are basically these like little tree people. Um, there's like pine blights or needle blights and tendril blights, vine blights. I don't know, some blights. And they're really yeah, it cool. Yeah, looks like tree blights is a thing. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I don't know, they're the cutest. And I've always, I just love like plant people. Uh, and so I definitely had those in mind. But nice. then I was like, you know, like, I feel like there has to be something else in these woods. What can I fit in there? And so it was just the usual, you know wolves spiders you know yeah. D shit i'm sorry are we allowed to, to cuss on this show oh yes yes you, <laughs> okay. can, you can swear to your heart's content Perfect. i told this story in the last episode but basically when i was setting it up with jay i was i had it set to clean and then i recorded the episode and i was like nah i'm gonna put it to explicit just in case <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably so. good yeah, I mean, we're all adults here. Yeah. I mean, if you're a kid listening to this, then just Don't. frankly, you're probably not. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably not supposed to be. <laughs> or else you hear this all the time, in which case it's not really that shocking to you. Yeah, I was a high schooler <laughs> once. I know how you guys talk. Yeah, exactly. And if you're not a high um, schooler, if you're a middle schooler, don't listen to this. Don't no, listen to don't this. Do your math homework. <laughs> English or whatever it is. Have a bright future so you don't have to become a podcaster. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> My next question, I guess, is uh, do you design for what scares you when you're doing like uh, oh. encounters? Oh. Yes, a little bit. So it's either, mm-hmm. it goes one of two directions. Either 
it's what I think is really cute and cool, like with the little wood lights, or mm -hmm. it's what scares me because I don't know. I'm, I'm really into like horror stuff. Like the first videos on my channel are about HP Lovecraft. And like, I just, I love that sort of like psychological existential horror. Um, I'm not one yeah. for like scary movies because I'm a coward, but <laughs> I do like, I don't know. I like spooky stuff. I'm a coward, but boy, how do you put something that's beyond <laughs> comprehension, like in front of me? I could do that all day. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I love reading horror and I love thinking about horror. I don't like seeing it. I don't like that's it fair. when it when it can jump out at me like movies. Yeah. So like you've read, a, well, I don't know if it's actually like what the story is called, but like the color out of space. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Yep. But you haven't seen like the Nicolas Cage adaptation. Correct. Probably. I've heard it's really good. But I, have I thought it was pretty it. all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's no secret that a big part of your background is that you grew up in West Virginia mm -hmm. and that you're pretty well versed in like Appalachian culture. And, you know, some of your most popular videos early on were about Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. Um, so which monsters were the most formative to young Zoe's imagination? Oh, goodness. Um... Well, I guess it depends on how you define monster. Mm. <laughs> and this is maybe, All right. I don't know, sort of, I guess, similar to what I mentioned earlier, where I love things that are cute, but also things that are horrifyingly frightening. Um, I find horrifyingly frightening things cute sometimes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, some things that people might call a monster, I would not. Like, for instance... West Virginia represent Mothman. I mm -hmm. fucking love Mothman. Mothman is the coolest. He's so yeah. cool. Um, and he is a little bit scary, and I think people are scared of him, but I don't know that I'd call him a monster. That's fair. He's I mean, he's, he, like is, he is a monster with like a capital M, but I wouldn't say that he himself is monstrous, if I'm mm. allowed to make that distinction. <laughs> that, I think that is a bit of a distinction there, yeah, because, like, even though he only shows up when something bad's going to happen, like, uh, so he's not necessarily... You wouldn't say that about EMTs. You wouldn't say EMTs are monsters. Oh, that's a good point. But what if they were? Emergency <laughs> monster transportation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. That needs to be a thing. Okay. We need to make, like, a shitty AMC show or TNT show. <laughs> It's just like the last part of the Twilight Zone movie, yes. except over and over again. <laughs> People just keep getting into these ambulances. They don't know why. That's so good. Uh, yeah, that could be that could be one of the ones that we do actually. You know, if you want to start out there, just like we got a monster that lures people into the back of a of an ambulance. Uh, what does it look like? Oh, well, is it a does it lure things into the back of the ambulance? Because I imagine that it itself was the ambulance. I was thinking it was very Ooh. like, you know, my neighbor Totoro cat bus kind of vibes that like the that monster just, cool. it just looks like an ambulance. And so people are like, oh, the ambulance is here. We're saved. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Those doors have teeth. <laughs> 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 oh yeah i guess that is a uh oh shoot what is the stephen king one about the car oh um 
uh, Christine. Yeah, that's the one. I, I kept wanting to say Herbie, but that's the other car. Herbie, yes. <laughs> oh, man, Herbie, let me tell you, that, that car was murderous. <laughs> uh, really killed Lindsay Lohan's career. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's, uh, that's several episodes now where I've said something to the effect of, like, uh, that could potentially get me, you know, controversy. Is it controversial? Uh, I don't think so, really, but I'm going to pretend like it is so that more people will be interested in the show. (laughs) We're talking about hot button issues like Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah. I also made an episode that's going to come out in two weeks where we discuss Colleen Ballinger. So (laughs) that's going to be really fresh in two weeks. (laughs) Yes. People are still talking about her. Um, Does it have any unique markings, do you think? Hmm. I think outside of the ambulance like look um (laughs) yeah i mean it definitely has (sighs) so i guess what is the deal with like the lights like uh, is it bioluminescent or are the lights its eyes and it has the sort of like cat like thing where its eyes like reflect lights and so people think that they're actually like luminous but they're just reflecting light I was kind of thinking the eyes thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really an interesting oh, idea. That's creepy. Then, that like, kind of creeps me out. <laughs> yeah. But like then you it. also have like the headlights. So like, does it have then like two sets of eyes? Ooh. Maybe like all the lights that would be on an ambulance are its eyes. So it's got yeah. like, I don't know, 16 eyes or something well, like that. Well, and I wonder if like the different colors, if like the each different eye can see like a different part of the spectrum and that's why they're different colors Ooh, that's interesting i don't know if that's how eyes work ophthalmologists well, don't respond <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be factual for a monster <laughs> exactly we're it <laughs> so this could be just like uh you know with the predator where it has like the ability to see like you know body heat and mm, like i don't mm-hmm. know what the other ones are like but this one it's I don't know, the different like reds and yellows and yeah. whites and blues it's like and the, stuff like uh, that. That shrimp that can see all of the things. I have not heard of the shrimp that can see all of the things. There, yeah, there's some <laughs> shrimp. I forget which one it is. It's not the mantis shrimp, but it's one of them. Can see like literally like hundreds or thousands of times more colors than we can. Oh, that's wild. I'm just looking at it for the first time, and, like, that is Mm -hmm. something that would be on this show if I didn't know that it already (laughs) existed. (laughs) That's really cool. Like, what do they need to see all those colors for? They're in the ocean. There's, like, two colors, black and blue. (laughs) They need to see each other. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Do you think that this monster would be able to speak? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that it's like, I think it like howls. That would make sense if it's like trying to be an ambulance, mm-hmm. you know, it would just be like, a woo, <laughs> it goes down the street. Yeah. It's like when, when dogs hear ambulances and then start howling along with them, that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of it being like, able to be like pull over or something like that but Mm. i don't think that it would like that's more of a if we're doing this as a police car (laughs) i wonder if it yeah i guess ambulances don't have any they don't i don't think they have that yeah yeah uh do you think it would be uh furry 
feathered or fleshy? Oh. Oh. <laughs> the, the word fleshy is just gross. Um, you are I... not the first person to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be furry. And, like, maybe I'm just leaning too hard into the whole cat bus thing. But, like, I think that it would be slightly furry. But I think that it's the kind of mm-hmm. fur that, like... um. Oh, or maybe it's feathered. Actually, I think it's feathered because Ooh. I have a good reason for this. Okay. It's covered in the same sort of feathers that like ducks have that are like uh-huh. oily that way. Yep. And like that's what causes it to like, because you know how vehicles like shine or like reflect light. Oh, yeah. So that's what causes it to do that is that it has these like oiled feathers. Oh, and so maybe, yeah, maybe it like stays in the water and that's why nobody can find it like outside of when it's hunting yeah like it just like you'll just if you're sitting over by the lake one night like you'll just suddenly see like an ambulance like pulling up out of the water like (laughs) i'm like nobody's in it just (laughs) i'm like actively cringing this is genuinely very spooky (laughs) yeah all of its eyes are like blinking and stuff like that it just looks like yeah (laughs) i'm I'm too scared for this (laughs) (laughs) um let's see well speaking of that what do you think it's scared of oh what would frighten the ambulance monster (laughs) I honestly, I think that it might be scared of actual ambulances. Yeah? Yeah, because I think, like, hmm. to, to people who don't, like, you would, you would know that it's not an ambulance if you looked at it, it like, if you looked at the two of them side by side, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it struggles to fit in with other ambulances like it it's not very good camouflage when it's around other ambulances so like that's the only time that other people would notice hey i think this thing is a monster and not an actual ambulance um so i think that it it is yeah maybe not like scared of them but it does stay it tries to stay away from them right right because it like i was thinking too that it could be something like you know how humans react to like robots if they're like too uncannily oh, like, yeah, the, similar like, like uncanny valley. Yeah, so like maybe it like reacts in such a way like maybe this thing was around before ambulances and like oh. through sheer coincidence this is what ambulances are designed like so oh. now anytime it comes to the surface it sees an ambulance and it's just like whoa. That's, that's freaky. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Uh, what do you think we should call this guy? Oh goodness! Um, I don't know. I think like this might be a fun one to have like an onomatopoeia name, where it's called oh, the that like sounds great. the. I I don't want to call it like the woo woo because that's a little too- <gasps> <gasps> the oo woo. The oo woo. Oh no. <laughs> That's the secret. That's the secret origins of that phrase uh-huh. as well. It it dates back to uh, before <laughs> history. It's prehistoric. <laughs> that's amazing. The oo You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there we oh, go. Oh, but it's but it's oo with o's and not u. So it's like o o w o o. O o w o o. Okay, I've written that down. Sweet. It is official. 
Perfect. The monster is called the Uwu. Do we have anything <laughs> that we need to add to this? Does it have any like supernatural powers or any kind of like weaknesses that? I think I think the mm. only thing, the only question that I still have about it is how does it move? Ooh, does it that's have a good question. wheels? Does it have feet? I don't know. I think that maybe in place of like, you know, where the wheels would be on a normal ambulance, maybe it just has like these serpentine like uh, things that just kind of roll around in a similar <gasps> manner to tires, ah. you know, like just sticking out to like its leg bone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like somehow it's connected, but like it just kind of rolls back and forth using like these like slick tentacular i don't know what to call them slick <laughs> tentacular is is like the best combination of adjectives i have <laughs> ever heard it is perfect <laughs> slick tentacular i'm just gonna write that down really quick because i'm gonna forget about it it sounds like something that would be like if lynn manuel miranda tried to write like a lovecraft inspired <laughs> musical <laughs> Slick Tentacular would be a series of words in something that he wrote. You Those know, I could see that too. <laughs> Slick Tentacular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Don't give him any ideas. He doesn't need any more no, musicals. No. Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you make this into a musical, I would appreciate if you hit me up because I could use a couple bucks. <laughs> um, all right. And then what else? Did, oh, hi, hi cat. <laughs> okay, yeah, just gonna just gonna hit the microphone cord with your tail. Got it. Sounds good. That's what cats do. Um, they really do, especially this one. Now he's gotten comfortable on the desk, and so he's just rubbing his face on my notebook and <laughs> hitting his tail on everything. He's trying to sip my tea, like amazing. No. <laughs> um, but back on topic. Um, so uh, did we? Was there another thing that you asked about? that or was it um just like how does it move i think it was just the feet thing okay um do we have anything else we need to add i like to think that its mouth is on the side of its body and so it like opens the door and like that's it so it like eats people from the side like an ambulance would oh wow that's really an interesting idea like just that it, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I'm sorry. It's okay. Excuse me, sir. Come here. Come here. I am the last person that you ever have to apologize about cats to. <laughs> I was going to say, if anybody would know, it's you. <laughs> okay, I've got him down for now. <laughs> um, what were we saying? Oh, so it opens the mouth on the side. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about like um, um, like the front front door or are you talking about like the back door? Kind of thing. Oh, do like ambulances not have? I don't know why I'm imagining them like minivans. <laughs> oh, um, the ones I've. I mean, maybe that's a thing like out there. Do um, that? I don't. So, in my defense, I have never, you know, knock on wood, I have never been in an ambulance. I have never had to call an ambulance for someone else. So, I don't really know how they work. <laughs> I feel like there are some where they do kind of have that, but the ones that I'm looking at. Um, or the ones I've seen anyway, um, it seems like they have like some, yeah, it's like mostly the like utilities. Yeah. Utilities on the side. It looks like some like drawers that you could probably pull out for, I don't know what, like emergency medical kits or something. Okay. So maybe this is this, like, 
the situation with this creature is that it's similar to like I'm trying to, I don't know if there are any actual real life animals like this, but I know that there are Pokemon like this, where what you think of as the front of it is not the front of it, and it does that to, like, trick you. And so maybe, oh. like, the front where all the lights are and, like, the face, you'd think, oh, that's where it's going to eat me from. No, just yeah. kidding. The mouth is on the back. That would be really cool. Like, I think that would make a lot of sense, too, with the lights, like, at the top, mm -hmm. um, like, on the back and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. I just sent you a picture because I... I found one that has like a door on the side and I, it makes sense because it's like the medical entrance and stuff like yeah. that. But I love that idea of just like the mouth being on the back and like it moving backward or like backing up is actually <sighs> moving forward. So like oh. the bumper is actually kind of like where its chin would be, I guess. Gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really cool for like an off the cuff kind of thing that we just kind of were like, Hey, you want to just make a, ambulance and just yeah this people? this creature is like actually <laughs> terrifying <laughs> <laughs> it could sneak up on you from anywhere and also you would hear it coming though you'll never <laughs> expect the uwu <laughs> the uwu is coming for you <laughs> ron i just took a drink of tea <laughs> i did too <laughs> <laughs> So we kind of discussed Lovecraft a little bit earlier, you know, as you said, that you love to read um, horror. You love to, like, enjoy the spooky stuff, but you don't like to actually, like, see yeah. the spooky stuff. Um, but, like, I, I also imagine that, again, being from, like, the Appalachian kind of region, that there's, like, a lot of, like, stories and stuff about, like, hauntings and, yeah. and all kinds of, like, cursed stuff. What's the most haunted room you've ever entered? The most haunted room. Oh, I actually have a perfect answer for this. So I, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, which I know this is a cryptid show. I don't know if I'm... Is that illegal for me to say? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> so like I... Like there's not a lot of like personal dwellings that I have been in that I'm like, oh... I can sense the presence of, you know, this old lady who used to live here. But the town that I am from has a big old prison on it Ooh. that literally, and like, I couldn't make this shit up if I tried, literally, this giant prison that looks like a castle was built directly across the street from a Native American burial mound. Oh my lord, of course it would be it would be set up there. Jeez. And so like first of all, what a shitty thing to do. Second of all, that's like it's like you're asking for like a horror story to happen here. Yeah, you're <laughs> literally begging for it at that yeah. point. Like, hey. So this prison that looks like a castle uh did have an electric chair in use in it at one point. And there wow. were several people executed there. And also this prison was known to be not a great place, as most prisons are. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should, you know, like get rid of them or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I think that would make the most sense. Personally. Yes. Uh, so and like I like we did tours of that. Like it was literally like right down the street from my middle school and like right up the street from my high school because small town in West Virginia, everything is within walking distance. 
Um, and so like we did tours and things and they also have like haunted houses um, and like escape room style things in it, which is a little morbid. Oh yeah, the, the, it, this is not in use anymore. It, it closed down in like the 80s, I think. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I <laughs> just realized I did not make that clear. Um, but no, we, so they do tours, they do escape rooms, they do haunted houses. And like, it does feel very eerie, but I, I don't know how much of that is because of ghosts and how much of that is because of being surrounded by walls that, you know, it show a lot of like human suffering and our prison industrial complex. And oh boy, this got real sad. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're all abolitionists here. Um, <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. And if you're not, then maybe you should uh, sit down and consider that yeah, a little just bit. Think, about, maybe, think uh, about what our prison system is for and what it does and how maybe yeah. there are better ways to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not really you don't have, you don't have to think about it that that hard really. There's other places where they do it much better. <laughs> Anyway. But no, I can understand why that would be like the most haunted place that you'd ever been to because uh, there's got to be so many like even if you don't believe in ghosts, there's got to be like so much energy and stuff yeah. like that, like in there that just like. Ugh. Yep. Ah, damn! The monster matic is jammed. Well. While I'm taking a little bit of time to reset the Monstermatic 5000, I would like to take a moment to promote our Patreon. Financial support is integral to the success of our show, and it costs a lot to feed these little beasties, as well as my pets. There are several tiers, perfect for any level of support. For $1 a month, you can join our community at the Mothman's Roommate tier. You'll receive ad-free versions of the show, a special role on our Discord server, and a warm, fuzzy feeling in your belly that is definitely not a parasitic creature invented by one of our guests. For supporting the show at the $3 level, you will have surpassed some of the greatest cryptids of all time. The More Like the Lock Best Monster tier includes everything from the $1 tier, as well as early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of the show. Finally, if you elect to become an incomprehensible cosmic abomination for $5 a month, you'll receive all of the aforementioned benefits as well as access to the secret palettes that determine which monsters will get their own stat sheets in games like Dungeons & Dragons, Monster of the Week, and Pathfinder. We'll even let you name a creature in a future episode featuring prompts from our patrons. Remember, you can join in the fun by going to patreon.com slash justalilguy and pledging your support. That's Lil, as in little, if the letters T and E never existed. Well, it sounds like the Monstermatic is up and running, so let's get back to the show. And rip! Okay, so the Monstermatic 5000 says that this monster inhabits a library creeping in between the shelves inhabiting every page apparently it really likes the word inhabit <laughs> <sighs> what do you think it looks like hmm. so it inhabits the library and the pages every page i think that it's a dust monster a 
dust monster. I'd never thought about that. I'm <laughs> see now. I feel like this show is just revealing all of my like pop culture uh, influences. Because literally, what I'm thinking of is, I guess, like the Vashtan Arata from uh, Doctor Who that is literally in a library. Oh. I was like, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. And I can't think of why. Except I always that. want to call it the Vashta Neruda because of Pablo Neruda. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just going to be thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> Anytime I go back and watch that one. But yeah, well, one, I uh, guess the, the Vashta Neruda is more like darkness rather than dust. That's true because that's the one that turns them into like skeletons mm-hmm. in their space. Yeah, because it like eats. Spoiler their... alert for a show that's like 20 years old, by the yeah. way. <laughs> But yeah, I think that this would be dust because it, you know, it fills the room and you can only see it when, you know, in the like rays of sunshine from the windows, but it's also in the books. Yeah, that's a really interesting idea. And then it would probably attack people by like when you open the book or close the book, you're just moving dust around. Mm -hmm. So it would be all like. I'm inside of you inhabiting your skin cells and now you're very dry and now you're dead. Yeah, like I think that it, I think it would be like a slow attack type thing. Like it's, it would be like a slow kind of flesh eating, like it would eat your flesh from the inside out. Yeah, I think that sounds really cool. Like it's like a, like, well, I guess it's like a flesh eating bacteria almost, but not really because I don't think the bacteria is on dust, but I'm not also (laughs) a a person who would know that. I don't know. I mean, dust from a microscopic point of view is pretty big. And bacteria are pretty small. That's also true. (laughs) I did have a friend who uh, contracted flesh-eating virus at one point. Oh, yikes. it sounded very not fun. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. Uh, (laughs) We can can dedicate this one to your friend. This one goes out to Harry. Harry, you're not listening to this one, but that's okay, because this one's for you. (laughs) I also haven't spoken to him in years, so. <laughs> well, maybe uh, one day he'll find it and yeah, be like, wow, wow, that's for me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, so it goes, it, it's, it's, it inhabits also your, your, your body and then like basically eats the flesh from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. What else can we add to it? If you looked at it under a micro, micro, microscope, microscope, <laughs> uh, what do you think it would look like? I think it would be really cute. I think it would be, <laughs> you know, the little, have you seen Spirited Away? I have. <laughs> the little dust guys, the little like, coal dust puffy guys oh yeah yeah i think it would look like them i think it would have it would be a little puff ball with giant eyes actually it probably doesn't have any eyes because it's microscopic uh so it would be a little puff ball but i think it would be made of teeth oh that's so brutal (laughs) (laughs) what it has to eat a lot and it so if it's covered in teeth then it can eat from all sides at once yeah, it's just like c- constantly moving cacophony of just dental <laughs> atrocities. <laughs> <laughs> Co- 
constantly moving cacophony of dental atrocities. Yep. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to remember it, but I can't make any promises. <laughs> well, it's in, it's in a recording, so we'll always have it. That's true. That's true. It is literally recorded. How do you think it became this way? Oh, what a good question. Um, how did it become this way? Yeah. I think it is one of those things that came from, uh, like, underground or, like, from the, like, mm. permafrost or whatever. And so as, you know, humans have inhabited the planet and done certain things to it that may cause ice to melt, like, when it gets, you know, like, warmer out... Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, hard to say. Um, but I think that, like, <laughs> as we have, like, excavated the ground and also, like, caused the permafrost to become no longer permafrost, mm-hmm. uh, I think that it, like, escaped out of... Ooh, no, even better. I think it came oh. from the volcanic vents in the ocean. Ooh. I don't know how it got out of the ocean, but... Perhaps it was on, okay, what would you call Jacques Cousteau? I guess he would be like an adventurer, an explorer, or something to that effect, right? Yeah. So perhaps somebody went down exploring and found an ancient, like, underwater crypt or something like that. Something from a society long lost a time um but somehow had perfectly water sealed like tombs yes and they went inside to explore it opened a book and they just got covered with these mites perfect because their secondary source of food is paper yes yes yeah and then I he just brought it. It back with him uh-huh well, yeah, because they, they eat you slowly, so you wouldn't necessarily know that you're infected when... Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, it all feels a little too real, where, like, you don't know that you're <laughs> infected for a while, and then suddenly your lungs don't work anymore. Yeah, you're just, like, standing around, you're like, oh, man, you know, I don't remember getting this scratch on me, but, oh, I guess, yeah. you know, it does happen, you know, as an explorer... And then, you know, as time goes on, you know, you start, like, getting weird, like, you know, your your eyes start to get, like, you know, this red tint to them. And you're like, uh, I don't, you know, I've heard the phrase rose-colored glasses before, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then you start coughing up blood and you're like, oh, no, actually, this is bad. And then you die, yep. you know. Yeah. That's just, yeah. Yep. That is, that is the, medically, the, the perfect terminology for how this proceeds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor or nothing, but uh, that's the way I seen it in my brain just now. So, <laughs> uh, does it have any weaknesses? Oh, does it have any weaknesses? Um, I don't know. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like what is good against dust, other, but like, honestly, I feel like a lot of the time with dust we just sort of like move it from one place to another you know like we vacuum it up and then throw away the stuff out of the vacuum or we dust it away and it ends up on the feather duster and like yeah you know just inhabit something else entirely so i guess like (laughs) fire like the only way to really get rid of it is to burn it 
but also yeah. burning it. Like if you don't get all of it, the heat just takes it away and floats it somewhere else, you know? Right. So you kind of have to like get it in a vacuum first and then burn it. <gasps> so you have to burn it in space. Yes. Yes. So you, uh, yes. <laughs> you have to you have to intentionally sabotage a, a rocket ship to just mm-hmm. like destroy these things. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, where is that movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we just have to hire Elon Musk and he'll do it all on his own, Amazing. not even intentionally, you know. I feel like there's an Elon Musk joke to make here, but like he's enough of a joke on his own. So <laughs> He has berserkus to the entire internet. <laughs> Oh, all right. Do we have anything else that we need to add to this guy? I don't think so. Um, we gotta find him a name. Ooh, a name. Mm. Dirty Harry. Oh, that's a good one. I was gonna say something like Dusty. Could be Dusty other, Harry. That way, it's not like a dusty direct ripoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And plus, there is like, I mean, in in um, what the hell was it? The Stand. They called. Mm the virus captain trips mm-hmm. right so yeah yes. i could see him giving him some kind of like cutesy little nickname like yeah. dusty harry dusty harry because you know this maybe one's it was for the you, british harry. that found it first yeah yeah there you <laughs> 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 brought a <it> full circle <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's great okay um yeah, I think that's that's it for that guy. Perfect. We know his powers. We know his weakness. We know what he looks like. Uh, we know where it comes from. I love that so far we've come up with an ambulance and a tiny <laughs> mode of dust. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the two scariest things in the world. And they could definitely work together. Because, <laughs> you know, you get you get oh. the dusty hairy in your lungs or whatever. Oh. And you go for an ambulance and then all of a sudden oh, you're no. down at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> Out of the frying pan into the ambulance monster. Into the ambulance monster's stomach. The way it's supposed to go because you shouldn't eat people raw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I guess let's turn to the Monstermatic 5000 for our last uh, little thing. Okay, I'm going to pretend like I'm just just making a short conversation here as this is... You know, printing out. Uh, it sounded so, uh, your your like printing out song sounded a little bit like the Amanda Show intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and check that out sometime. <laughs> it's been at least twenty years since I since I saw that. Oh, by the way, what kind of tea are you drinking today? Oh, I am drinking Earl Grey with <gasps> uh, honey in it because what. Listen, I mean, you know, that's it's the best way. It's simple. It's easy. Yeah. It's good. No, I, I agree completely. I wasn't a fan of honey for a long time. Really? Um, yeah. But I just suddenly started doing it one day and and uh, yeah, it works out pretty good. Oh, and it's done. And uh, rip. OK. <laughs> um, so kind of our last question in this little interview series before we get started on the last monster um, there's this type of um, story, um, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly because it's Japanese, I think, but it's called Isuke. Um, uh-huh. It's a type of story which involves falling through a portal into a world of fantasy or sci-fi. Um, if you were to find yourself in such a story, what kind of world would you hope to find yourself in? What kind, oh, 
what would I hope to find myself in? Uh, hope, dread, whatever you decide to pick. <laughs> well, because see, hope would be, I don't know, like very similar to this one, but fewer people and also everything is fundamentally different. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> oh, well, I would want to go to like, like a Miyazaki world, like somewhere that is beautiful mm -hmm. and like pastoral without the like weird creepy sort of pastoral vibes that you get with uh like american literature um yeah so i think that's like genuinely what i would love like i don't know if you saw i mean this is also just for you and probably to cut out but my <laughs> computer background is the is a frame from spirited away from when she's on the train and just like looking out over this like flooded countryside oh, yeah. essentially and that's no, just like that exact now. perfect vibes like i want to live on a tiny little house on a tiny little island in the middle of a flooded you know field that's what i want yeah no of <laughs> no course people you're on your own miles. island yes that's kind of been a dream of mine for a long time as well. Uh, my parents have always been like, oh, if we could just live in a, in a field with like nobody else around mm -hmm. for miles, then you could just like be as loud as you want to. Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. I would actually like that. I'm, I don't count myself as a very loud person, but boy, howdy, sometimes I sure do want to be. <laughs> well, and like something that I tell my partner all the time, anytime that I'm complaining about other human beings uh, is mm -hmm. like my dream is to live in, I don't, I don't know, Ron, if you have ever been to, like, the absolute southern part of West Virginia or, like, the absolute eastern part of Kentucky, like, that sort of, like, the heart of Appalachia. I don't know if you've um, ever so been through there. Sadly, I have not been through there. So the it's fun... trek I need to make. The fun thing about that area is that the hills there are so like close together like you'll be in a valley and there will be say like a tiny little coal town that has a like train that passes through it that carries the coal to and from and literally you will have like the train tracks and on either side of the train tracks like literal feet from the rails will be steep hills and so you will be like stuck and it's a very like claustrophobic kind of feeling to just be like nestled in these hills but i love it i want to be stuck in these hollers i want to be hugged by the hills that is what i want <laughs> so i want to be alone yeah. in the hills <laughs> there you go i mean this, that sounds like it would be wonderful actually i um, mean a little spooky but a little bit. I mean, especially in that area, you know, I've heard stuff about like haints and, and stuff yep. like that. You know, uh, I think that following you, like I just got a whole bunch of other influencers like on my TikTok who are like, hey, I, uh, you know, do this thing where I drop like pebbles on my doorstep every night. So this thing will like count them and mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is but my. Sounds like it'd be fun. My shout out. Uh, for Old Gods of Appalachia, everyone should listen to that show. It is very good. Mm -hmm. It make it feels like home, and I love it. But it's also very spooky if you're into spooky stuff. Oh yes, 
I started listening to that like not that long ago. It's it's I highly recommend it as well. So good. Indeed. Very, very good. Okay. Um Oh, hey, look at this. I still got that sheet from the Monstermatic 5000. Uh, uh, so the last thing that we got here is actually a, uh, a, a note from, from Star, who was the previous guest. Oh, no. And uh, she has chosen the name for the last monster, and that is Smorgle. 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 Hmm. Smorgle. I think of it Smorgle would be well so of course my the where i where my brain first went as far as like word association was smeagol from the lord mm -hmm. of the rings and so we get that he's you know creepy little guy skin and bones just a real fucking creep um yes but i think that that's too easy and so I think we should maybe try to push past that and get to something better. <laughs> yes, we need to differentiate Smeagol from his cousin Smorgle. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Smeagol versus Smorgle. It's, <laughs> it's just like Smeagol, only more. It's fucking turned up to 11 because it's even more. So... Oh, no. <laughs> I think that he is... Oh, I think he's like an orb. I think he is a very round boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Sign me up. <laughs> very round. And... Mm. Oh, okay, that's as far as I've Uncomfortably gotten. muscular? <laughs> yes. He's round, he's buff. He's a, he's like, in my head, he's like the buff baby from Adventure Time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no. Yeah, equally, like, doesn't wear a lot of clothes, but I think that he might have more hair. I think he has, like, a really hairy back. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, what sort of hair? Um, that's a good question. What kind of hairstyle would somebody like Smorgle have? Well, since Smeagol is like, you know, balding, his hair is like kind of thin and, you know, because he's been dwelling in a cave for however long. Yeah. Um, maybe Smorgol has like full luscious head of hair. <laughs> yes. Yes. But like it's a also beautiful. Matted. Yeah. Like a beautiful, thick hair he probably gets like sticks and shit in there all the time so it's sort of like a, a you know brambly mess uh mm -hmm. but yeah suit like just a built built guy um but exceedingly round yes oh yeah he's one of like you know like champion uh like weightlifters how they're yeah. like incredibly like barrel chested like their entire upper body is just muscle and it's like dense. I feel like that's what he looks like. <laughs> I could totally see that as well. Uh, like I, it's just I the mountain no from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But he has hair. Yeah. And like is slightly like Spiegel. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think that he definitely like 
still talks very Smeagol-esque. Um, definitely, like, talks in the third person. <laughs> but I think instead of having, like, a high whiny voice, he has, like, a low... You oh, Schmorgle yes. loves precious. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Something to that effect. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Where do you think you would be native to? Is it from our world or somewhere else? I think that he... No, I think that he is also from, like, the Lord of the Rings universe, but he lives in, like, the only parts of Middle-earth that are, like, not bad. Like, he lives in the parts of Middle-earth that, like, didn't experience any of the wars. Like, he's just, like, chilling by himself in some lonely mountains, not the actual literal lonely mountain. Um, <laughs> just by himself. I don't think that he uh, has, like, ever laid eyes on an elf or a hobbit or anything. I gotcha. Um, so he would be, like, afraid, probably, of anything that was not Smorgle. Or maybe not afraid, but, like, might treat it with disgust. Yeah. Yeah, I think very, like, what are you? Oh, I think he also has a Russian accent. <laughs> It has a what? I'm sorry. A Russian accent. I don't know why. In my oh, head now, yeah. he's Russian. <laughs> what are you? That's not really Russian. Don't sue me, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I could see that. Smorgle, you know, he's... Uh, he's you know, I guess what I'm getting at is maybe he's like a smorgle. lumberjack. Okay. I like that idea. <laughs> uh, is that maybe his final form? He just pulls out an axe and like... Starts going wild on it. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a he's a friendly but imposing lumberjack, a, sm oh a small round lumberjack. Oh, what about <laughs> um, since we got to make him a little bit monstrous? You can't just be handsome lumberjack guy. I are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> mm, I mean, maybe <laughs> he could just be a weird dude who lives in the mountains. I guess. Um, what if his arms have like blades <gasps> on the, on the outside of them? So like he does a karate chop, but it's a literal karate chop. Yes. Yeah. Cause he doesn't need no tools or anything like that. Yes. When do you think he shows up? Like when would he show up to like the rest of us? If ever, I guess. Are we talking like what time does he come out or like when in history? Um, kind of like, I guess, so the Mothman, you know, he shows up whenever anything bad's going to happen. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, you know, when, when would he make an appearance, like, in terms of, like, uh, you know, like, bad shit's gonna happen when he shows up or something. I don't know. Like, what I motivates him to come out? I think he is like the Lorax in that he comes out to defend the trees. Um, don't, <laughs> I know he is also a lumberjack, but, like, he's a responsible lumberjack. Um, yeah. And so I think he's he's very much like a forest spirit where he will come out if he sees people logging, deforesting, he's going to come out, rip him to shreds with his, you know, blade arms mm -hmm. and then probably eat them. I think he eats people for sure. Oh, um, so he's a cannibal as well. Well, maybe not a cannibal, but. Well, it's he has to get protein, you know. That is true. And if you're being a true forest like 
spirit, you probably don't kill the deer. Yeah. He definitely eats bears, but he doesn't eat deer. <laughs> Does he only target other car- uh, carnivores, you think? Oh, yep. That's perfect. Do you think he has wings? I don't think so. But no I, do, I think okay. he has big webbed feet. So I think he's probably good at swimming and like running. Uh, what does he do for fun? What do any monsters do for fun? Uh, you know, play. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I imagine that that uh, um, the Ubu, I imagine when it's like in a dormant state, it likes to go out with all the other Uwus and like <laughs> roll around, do barrel rolls underwater. Do they, you know? do they, are they... Do they have like herd behavior? They gallop I together. No. <laughs> the fire truck must wait its turn. Yes. I think that Smorgle probably. I think that he's a trickster. I think that what he does for fun is he like fucks up. Um, trails, like walking trails and stuff. And Mm. so like people get lost. I like that idea because then he will go and eat them. Yes. What do you think his power would be like aside from having, you know, sharp arms? Yeah, I think definitely like super strength um, because he's a he's a muscly boy. But I think it's, you know, like even more than you would expect. Um, I think he can hold his breath for an infinite amount of time maybe not infinite but like he can hold his breath for like several hours several hours wow that's impressive yeah um (laughs) so you know smeagol uh again spoiler alert for something that's been around for literally decades at this point (laughs) smeagol falls into a volcano at the end of the yeah lord of the rings right um would that would he be like i don't know fireproof lava proof you think maybe he's got like like some really serious like scalage happening Ooh, i you didn't know? even think about that i think that that is a good idea yeah that he so like his back is covered in hair but his front is very like scaly and he has really scaly like arms yeah for to I withstand fire yeah so if you're gonna fight him shoot a fire arrow into his back Yes, because then the hair will catch on fire. Uh-huh. It's the only part of him that's like... flammable. That and his like luscious <laughs> head hair. And the hair. Yes. <laughs> his one weakness. Oh. He's like Samson. Yes, I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. I like that idea. Um, do we think he only has two eyes? Yes. Are his teeth uh sharp, flat, or does he have no teeth at all? I think he has very, like, uncannily human teeth. Because, like, yeah, he does need to, like, rip into flesh when he eats humans. Um, but I think he also, I think he's an omnivore. You know, like, he eats plants and, and stuff, but he also needs those incisors. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Need to be able to rend the flesh, if you will. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we think there's anything else we need to add to uh, to this? Uh, to, uh, I forgot his name already. Smorgle. <laughs> Smorgle. Anything um, else we need to add to Smorgle? I don't 
think so. I'm trying to think of like other like Smeagol related information and if there's anything else we need to cover, but I don't think there is. I think that he's pretty complete. Yeah. I think the only other thing I would add is like Smeagol kind of walks like a chimpanzee almost, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's basically on all fours. Do you think that Smorgle would do the same thing? No, I think that's beneath him. Mm-hmm. He's a, yeah, he's he's a big a strong boy. He does not skip leg day. Ah, yes. Fair point. Fair point. Okay, so he walks upright, whereas his cousin does not. I think he can. <laughs> like, I think he can run quadrupedally, but I think for the most Ooh. part, he's going to be on two legs. Yeah, that's kind of terrifying to think about. <laughs> like, it's just, it brings me back to the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> song from like way back when he's chasing you through, yes. the, through the forest. <laughs> Hey, look at there. It's Smorgle the guy. <laughs> Smorgle the guy. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. It's it's great when your descriptor is the guy. Uh-huh. You know? mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that that's it for Smorgle. And as such, I think that's it for this episode. So thank you so much for being here, Zoe. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. Um would you like to promote anything in this space here? This is the plug zone. Plug thing. zone. The plug zone. That sounds not, like a fire distinct. hazard. Um, it, it, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, you can find me on YouTube at Zoe B. Just search Zoe B, like the insect, and you'll find me. Um, what else? I have a podcast that I do where I talk about silly kids books uh the warrior cat series we are the only warrior cats podcast and Mm. you can find us on all the same places you know you're listening to this podcast in the same app find the other podcast listen to both of them that's it yeah you obviously know how to find the search bar so go and go and search for it for crying out loud god damn (laughs) oh i gotta do everything for you the links in the description as well yeah you gotta you gotta bully your fans that's how you get them to (laughs) to listen to you (laughs) Hey, look, from what I've heard, that's how you get them to send you money. So <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have gone to that uh, Twitch influencer uh, seminar the Jeez. other day, though. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Zoe, for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Just a Little Guy. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a review on your podcast app of choice so that it will be recommended to other listeners like yourself. If you'd like to support us monetarily, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash guy. That's Lil, like an even shorter version of Lily. Special thanks goes out to our favorite incomprehensible cosmic abomination, Taru Tikkanen. My gratitude for your support is fathomless, like the depths of the Mariana Trench. For more information on our guests, be sure to take a look at the links in the description, and please remember to subscribe so that you won't miss any of our new monstrous creations. Until next time, remember to be slick tentacular to one another, and beware the oo-woo.